Hey, what's going on everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. So this is the first video of two after the road race at the Tour of North Georgia, Tonga. Um, so I had posted on Instagram asking questions, what did people want to learn from the race? And the video is actually going to be awesome, I think, because my GoPro only gets the last, it only holds an hour and 15 minutes. And I hit play thinking that the race was up the road and almost over. Um, just the group wasn't working well together. Most people weren't riding. I stopped riding. Um, was curious what would happen. But things all turned around. And so that video is mostly going to be the metrics. Um, the pacing strategy when all the attacks went down, um, the race winning metrics, talking about the course profile. Um, so this video though, a lot of people ask me about tapering, uh, nutrition, uh, food obviously, and then the strategy. So I figured I'd break them into two videos. So my taper for the race, you know, if it was a normal schedule and we were getting ready for nationals or bigger races, I probably would have done a less of a taper and not necessarily train through like I still would have taken I would have done openers the day before and taken the day off the day before that but then I probably would have done a workout the day before instead I just rode endurance um, when I saw the start list there are there were a number of hitters there I mean Tanner Ward Michael Hernandez Raleigh Weaver um couple of those guys had teammates, um, Huntley Nash. There were a lot of really, really good bike racers. And, you know, it's the really the first road race I'd done in a while. Who knows when other races are going to come up. So it was an important race for me. Um, so that was the taper. Mental prep is also huge. You know, the first day, the crit wasn't anything that I expected to have a great result from um, I couldn't get away I'm really I'm not gonna win a sprint um, it was a good good leg opener on um, the next day I just raced poorly wasted too much energy early on when we were bridging to the group that was left of probably 10 guys started cramping it was super hot simply because I had done too much work before so I came in 11th. It was disappointing. Um, you know, you travel all the way to Georgia and you're looking to get a result with with all these amazing riders there. Um, I decided not to do the time trial because I couldn't win the overall. And I really wanted to try. I was going to win. I uh, wanted to win something. Um, so I was also, my legs from cramping, I was not in a good place. I was like, you know, I'm going to go back go to the hotel and chill rather than going to try and go and do a time trial. So saving that extra match for later. Um, and really though, you've got to rally and convince yourself that you have a chance to win the next day. Um, I usually leave the hotel room and if I'm with a teammate, I say, hey, we're gonna win today. Um, if it's myself, I think it, I visualize it. It's really important because when things go crazy in the race, if you haven't already convinced yourself that you have a chance, you probably don't. And it's really important 
to believe in all of the training you've done up until then, like it's done. And when you race, give it your all, but you really got to believe in yourself. And there are so many athletes that are so strong, but they're not great bike racers. They just can't put the nail in the coffin because of this. And so you have to have your mind ready to go. Um, nutrition. So you've probably watched other videos that we've posted. Carbs are what fuel hard, hard, hard efforts. Um, we've talked about if you have a hard interval session the next day, you want to lean your diet towards carbs. You don't need to be carbing up massively. Um, but carbs are, are, are important, but you, got, you need to make sure that you're actually eating carbs. I've gone out to get pasta with racers before and people would be ordering like cheese tortellini or they'd be getting like chicken alfredo and it's like that is so much fat that is not going to make your legs feel good if you go out to get pasta salad with like maybe vinaigrette dressing but you're you're eating vegetables so that everything has something to like flush it through right you need to be going to the bathroom before the bike race the next morning that's going to help you get it all out uh, not to be gross, but it is what it is. Bread without cheese and tons of crap on it. Spaghetti. Red sauce. That's what you want. That is carbs. Okay? Now, maybe you go Asian style. You get just rice, but don't get like rice. With, don't get a, you know, a sushi roll that has like tons of mayonnaise all over it and just like gross stuff. Try and keep the ingredients simple, but carbs are really important. So that night before, I had garlic bread, a big salad, um, and a huge thing of pasta. And now, you know, I would recommend eating that way before a big training ride on the weekend because when you're carved up, you're, you will feel a little different. Your legs, you're going to wake up, you might be a little puffy. We always joke that like we look fat <laughs> in the morning. You store so much water when your glycogen is just maxed out but that is gonna help massively. And also, if you retain water, even though you feel or look fat, there's no proof or science or study, but if I'm gonna go race in 90 degrees, I'd rather be a little extra saturated with water um, than, you know, you're not dried out if you don't carb up, but I can't see it hurting you, okay? Um, in a race, I'm trying to, and when it was 90 degrees, super humid, I'm taking down, excuse me, a bottle of fluid every half an hour. So it's really important to start with three bottles because if you drop a bottle or if a teammate needs a bottle or, you know, if you're just crushing fluid, um, as you go around, you have to count how many laps are you going to be able to get a bottle and maybe subtract one because sometimes you just, it doesn't work out. Um, I was really lucky. Shout out to Owen's girlfriend, Ariel, who hooked me up massively. All three times I could get a bottle, I got a bottle and an ice sock. Made all the difference in the world. Um, you guys know I'm a huge believer in science and sport. I've been using them for now probably three seasons. Um, I have started using caffeine this year, which people are probably like, you're an idiot for never using it before. But my body is pretty sensitive to it. So I do drink coffee, but I've been using the 75 milligram berry flavor gel. Um, they have another one that's 150. For me, it's just way too much. Um, or I guess, you know, I shouldn't really say because I haven't tried it, 
but I get enough kick out of this that I don't want to jump to 150 if I don't need it yet. Uh, tropical, you know, find the flavor that you like, but the tutti frutti, the pineapple, I like regular apple. I think every flavor is really good, um, except I'm not a huge fan of, there's a mint one, it's just not for me. So with this, you're getting, everyone knows 60 to 90 grams of carbs. Um, I'm a big dude. There's studies out there that show you can absorb more carbs. The biggest thing is, can your body handle it? So I usually take on about 120 grams in an hour, um, which when you do the math, it's about four of these, that's 88 grams, and then 37 from two scoops of this. So that's, yeah, right around 120. Um, there's electrolytes in this, which are important. So I start three bottles of this, and then I'll either have um, a bottle of just the Go Hydro tabs. Um, I'm a big fan of eating gels. <laughs> they just work for me. Um, I don't do solids in a race. It's just, especially in that heat, it's really hard to take down. So the nutrition um, during the race is very basic, gels and, uh, and Go. Um, the morning of the race, I'm a big fan of like oatmeal, um, bagels. I don't eat a ton of fruit, but I'll eat a banana and maybe an apple, um, honey, and maple syrup. And really looking around like a thousand calories three hours before the race. And then I'll use beta fuel before, like on the way to the race. So maybe an hour beforehand, I drink a bottle of fluid with that in it. Um, I drink coffee, two poops to podium, and that pretty much covers the breakfast. So strategy pre-race, you know, I did too much work the day before. So this race, I knew it was going to be a death march. It's just over 80 miles, about 6,000 feet of climbing, hitters in there. Um, I'm thinking that I'm going to wait and I'm going to let things play out a little bit and four guys go up the road right away. And Michael Hernandez was one who's a great racer. Um, you know, I think he's been labeled as a crit racer because he was the U23 national champion, but the dude's strong. So you can't necessarily just pin him as a crit racer. Huntley Nash, I believe it was Huntley, um, not his teammate. Um, and two other guys, I can't remember exactly who they were, but, uh, oh, um, Sherman, I'm not sure if he was in the first break because initially there's like four guys up the road and then 40 miles in, we start to catch them and two people, Michael and one other guy attacked the group and two guys bridged them. And that actually might've been when Huntley went. Um, but anyways, four guys are up the road again and with only 40 miles to go, I'm like, well, you know, let's see how, if they get all together and how motivated this group is. Um, you know, our, our group was probably 25 people after a little while, 20 to 22 guys. And people weren't really working that well together. So I stopped working. I tried to get away twice and I would get away. I'd make some separation, but then I never gained time. So I'm like, you know what? That's just pointless. I need to wait. I need to be patient. I need to remind myself, I'm like, this was not the game plan. Um, it was too early to try and bridge alone. And in those moves, I thought someone would maybe come with me, but they didn't. 
Um, and I'll get into the metrics of the first two hours and 45 minutes. Um, it was some hard efforts over the hills, um, you know, just natural race surges, nothing crazy, but I was just trying to stay cool, stay hydrated and eat. And I knew later on when I made a move, I had to commit and make a move. You know, you only have a few bullets. If you're going to shoot one, you better really shoot it. So that was the strategy. And I'm actually sitting in the group turning on the GoPro with an hour and 15 minutes left in the race. And I'm like, damn, the day I don't go from the gun, like those guys are up the road. I wasn't sure if we were gonna catch them still because I decided to stop trying to ride with the group because we'd get little groups going, but then there's like 15 guys sitting on or 10 guys sitting on and, you know, everybody couldn't get everybody to work. So for me to work and have someone jump over the top of us or bridge the group later just didn't make any sense. So um, I think that covers a lot of the pre-race stuff. If you have questions, shoot me an email, brendan at evokebike, evoke.bike. Um, and then the next video will be the power overlay. And, you know, I'll get into the conversation I have with Tanner Ward and he asked me why I wasn't riding and we'll get more into the details because then things pop off and Owen Schott started it all. Um, Owen is a racer that I have a massive amount of respect for. Super strong dude. Everybody knows Owen though. So if Owen makes moves, people make moves with him and we'll leave it at that. So hit me up if you have questions Getting ready for the race is so important and you really need to get the mind right, have the body right, the fuel right, and be thinking of how are you going to win this race. So the next video, how I thought I was going to win was waiting, making a move when the group was tired, bridging to the break and having it be five or six guys, and then winning from that group at the end. We'll see what happens. Thanks for watching. Hit me up with questions. Talk to you soon. See ya.